Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the IDP Show. I'm your host, Josh Raymer, joined in the Soul Shack tonight. On my right, Adam Markham. On my left, Bobby Reynolds. Gentlemen, how are we this evening? Hello, boys. How are you? It's, uh, it's a rainy day here in BG, Addy. Sure. sure. We had the warm weather, and it's like anytime we get the warm weather, you just know the rain's coming. And we needed that rain, as we know. But um, need it need to green everything up. That's right. Did you get to golf at all this week during I did. the warm I played, weather? I played. Uh, yeah, I guess yesterday It was another windy day. The wind get the best of you. Yeah, so feeling Man. bad about myself again. Yeah. Need to come in and buoy your spirits with a podcast, Bobo. Yeah, everything's saturated outside. It's uh, it's February. That's what you get. That's right. I think it got up almost got up to seventy. I think yesterday. Oh, it was it's which been, is nuts. It was, nice. it was very nice. Adam's right. It's been nice, but deceiving. You go outside and you get your hat blown off. Yeah, let's get your hat. <laughs> you don't want that to happen. You don't want the hat blown off. That's a bad situation all the way around. Yeah, it's rough. How many hats y'all got? Y'all got y'all, got, y'all deep in the hat game? Probably eight. Uh, tons, but yeah. you know, like keep like two or three in yeah. consistent rotation. Oh, yes. really? Yes. Yeah, I don't really go. Okay, venture out. I got gotcha. you. What's your yeah. rotation looking like? I got like three or four that okay. I wear pretty consistently. You rotate those out, or are you pretty set on those year to year? I'll buy a couple. You know, yeah. I'll buy a couple more. I, uh, I typically buy hats when I go on vacation sure. somewhere. <laughs> Maybe one a year. I have to throw okay. them away because my head sweats so much, yeah. and it gets all the sunscreen and the sweat stains. He's and also stuff. like a size nine yeah. and a half. Yeah. Not dealing with that, guys. <laughs> yeah. I got a I get perfect body and yeah. perfect. He head. doesn't sweat. No sweat. No sweat ever, whatsoever. Never, so. never once one drop yeah. of sweat. Sure. He's got the head's uh, always clean. Yes. Mine is <laughs> sweaty and Perfect sunscreeny yep. and it's gross. So I have to just toss hats out after yeah, a while. He's, yeah. Disgusting. <laughs> as we know. Well, if you had your IDP show bingo card, we've talked about the weather. Uh, we've talked about Bowling Green. We've talked about golf. So <laughs> you're uh, looking pretty good so far, but we're glad you all are here. This episode, we are continuing the trend of talking some offense. We are not an offensive fantasy football podcast we are an offensive fantasy football mm-hmm. podcast to Very some uh but thank you uh we are going to talk about offense tonight because we are doing dynasty startup rankings so if you have a startup coming up with idp we are going to be putting out rankings uh through the website tomorrow friday 
February 23rd. Uh, this episode will be going live around the same time, so make sure you check that out. It will be available for paid supporters over at the idpshow.com, and this is Superflex Titan Premium. Um, so we're going to get into tonight where some of these rookies are slotting in, how the IDPs fit into the mix, some differences that you all had doing these rankings. So this should be fun, Baba. We get to talk a little offense. How long have we been playing IDP now? Uh, since 2016. So eight years. Eight years. Is this the hardest part of it, mixing the offense with the IDP? It's tough. It's tough, yeah. There's not a lot of resources out there for it, so that's why a lot of people have a hard time adapting to it because, yeah, it is hard to figure out how to value these IDPs versus the offensive guys. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. I, th- I feel like we got a pretty good handle on it. You know, we've mm-hmm. we've been a part of many a dynasty leagues. I think I'm in over ten. They all yeah. are loaded up with IDP. You're in too many. Way too many. Yeah. Um, Bobby. Somehow in, not enough. Bobby's in tons. Sure. You're in. You're in quite a few as well. Yep. Uh, could always be in more. Could not. I have a pretty firm stance on that. I feel like the less leagues you're in, the better you are at competing at the ones you're in. I, I really think that. I left a couple today. Sorry about all that. But uh, I don't Quality, know. Quality, not quantity. Yeah, Bob. absolutely. And, hey, if you want to draft, come do some best balls, you know? That's my thing. I've scaled back my number of leagues, and I just do – I mean, I did, like, I think 20 best ball drafts mm-hmm. and plan to do even more. Mm-hmm. So, Startups are just so much fun, though. Yeah, they absolutely. are fun. But then it's like a, you get a puppy, and puppies are so much fun. They're so cute. But then you have a dog mm-hmm. yeah. for the next, you know, 10-plus years. And if, so, you, if you're really wanting to get in, you know, and, and do some startups, grab yourself a little co-manager. That's, that's, that's you been got my a good ticket. friend yep. in the Dynasty community that you trust and have good evaluation with you. Um, you know, manage a team together. That is fun to kind of just talk ball with somebody else and bounce ideas off of other people. And, hey, I'm about to do this trade. What do you think, you know? Addy, Addy likes to go it alone. He's a lone wolf, sure as we know. Right. He wants all the glory. That's right. Sure. So yeah, it is Josh difficult. Wants somebody else to do the work. I uh, want. Yeah, I just want the friendship. Yeah, I've, I you just, just need pay someone. the buy-in, right? Yeah, just pay the buy-in and then have someone else <laughs> have manage fun, the team, buddy. Yeah, I was doing a fun exercise talking about like kind of uh, you know dynasty pieces <laughs> and where everyone... I just went to you in the living room doing exercise <laughs> like not that kind of exercise <laughs> that does not happen in the Raymer household. Um, but I was doing. Um, just a little bit of research on the dynasty fantasy assets for each NFL team. Mm. What team, according to keep trade cut, do you all think has the least value on offense? There were two teams Uh, below 20,000 collective points of value. They were second with 19,000 worst team in the NFL this past year from the NFC South. Oh, the Panthers? The Carolina Panthers. That makes sense, yeah. The top team was the Detroit Lions at about 44,000 points. They were 16,000 points, the Carolina Panthers. You know, that's also pretty synonymous to, like, the IDP side as well. Yeah. You know, outside of Judon, Uche, if Duggar stays. Uche's gone. Yeah. And then even, like, Brian Burns. He might be gone. Jeremy Chin's probably gone. Chin, Luvu, and Burns probably all gone from that defense. I think so, too. So, Do you think Burns is going to leave? I guess we'll talk about it. They'll franchise tag him. Yeah, we'll talk about it. We've got another episode coming out next week that's a free agency preview. Um, but, yeah, I think they'll tag him and trade him, if I had to guess. Try to recoup some draft capital from the Bryce Young trade catastrophe. Mm-hmm. It'll be so, interesting to see if the value is still the same as what people thought they were going to get for Burns. Oh, no chance. They're not getting too first. So either. They should have they taken that trade yep. if they were serious about it. You want Holt your Rams Tepper. to get in on it? 
Oh, absolutely. Gosh. Did you trade that first for him? 100%. Pick yeah. 19? 100%. Yes. We traded that middle of the first uh, few years back for DeForest Buckner. Yeah. Yep. That was a no-brainer. Worked think, out great. They drafted Javon Hargrave, or mm-hmm. Javon Kinlaw in his Kinlaw. place. I think it has not worked out. at this. Although pres- he is, he's improved. He's fine. He did yeah. improve yeah. Uh, towards the end of his. But he's not Buckner. Right. And yeah. I think he's a UFA as well. He could be a nice little sneaky ad. At 19, I think the last DJ mock had the Rams taking a lineman. And uh, I know linemen are important, but in fantasy, you know, we don't really. It's not sexy. You know, we don't care. But, uh, no, you're probably, you're looking at, um, you know, Josh, you put a little short out the other day about who we think the first IDP off the board is going to be. And I think at 19, Verse and Turner are both going to be long gone. Maybe the boy Cooper DeGene is probably gone also. Um, so, at 19, you're looking at, like, Latu. maybe one of these wide receivers if you're interested or, yeah, Latu, Chop. I think Latu went in DJ's mock at 21 to Miami. Y'all would do 119 for the – for Burns. I'd rather have Burns than not. Absolutely. 100%. The problem might be, though, I don't know what the Rams' cap looks like. You're going to have to pay him pretty quickly. I mean, that's Rams have a, some cap. Do they? They do. They okay. have some picks and they have some cap. Speaking of DeGene, I saw where he's not going to be participating in the combine. Yes, mm-hmm. he's still recovering. Sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he'll. I think he's going to work out probably at his pro day a little closer oh, yeah. so to the draft. Right. So Hopefully we'll see. We'll fine. see him then. But yeah, yeah it would have been. It would have been fun, too, because, I mean, he was kind of the highlight of the DB workouts. Yeah, um, and we'll have an episode. Yeah, here coming up in a couple of weeks, breaking down the combine. There's some other DBs though. Well. I've, I've, yep. I've been liking though. Rising on them. Yes, sir. Give me uh, one name. I'll give you one. Um, hold on, I'm blanking. Old Tyler Newbin for me. I know kinda, you mentioned him last episode. Kind of parking the interest a little bit. Yeah. Cole Bishop. Yeah. Safety out of Utah. Okay. Yeah. Very it, good. It Very was, fun. It was interesting when uh, I was listening to Prospects to Pros, which mm-hmm. is in the athletic feed with Nate Tice and Dane Brugler, yeah. and they mentioned the their favorite linebacker in the draft, and they were both in total agreement with someone that we hadn't even talked about. I know you're talking I'd have about. to go back and look to see who it was, but I was like, I know Peyton Wilson and Edgerin Cooper and Jeremiah Trotter Jr. I think DJ posted about it too, where he was like, uh, talking about all the traits and everything, like, why are we so low on this guy? Yeah. We'll look up and see who that yes, is. Yes, it was just very interesting. So it's like, as much as we know now about these rookies, <laughs> yeah. the landscape is going to change a lot over the next, you know, uh, what, two months before yeah. the draft? And in contrary to what I feel like I want to do most years with my fourth and fifth rounders, I feel like this is a fun year to have a couple throws in the fourth and the fifth. Because you don't really know who's going to be there, but if you've got a safety, you got one of these linebackers that you kind of want to just like, the 509, I don't want to give this thing away. Let's just... Let's just take a shot on a safety. Well, I feel like the offenses, there's so it's many low, good yeah. offensive yeah. players that IDPs are going to be rich in those late rounds. This draft is fun. Yeah, because there's a lot of quarterbacks, which is going to push running backs and wide receivers. Some of these running backs are going to perform in the combine, which are going to elevate them. We're going to look up two to maybe three guys entering the first round as far as running backs, which pushes everything else down to uh, you know late second, third for some of these IDPs. I think it's going to be a good draft. Yeah, and that's um, it was interesting listening to Dane Brugler talk about his top 100, 17 wide receivers yeah, I wow. believe it. in the top 100. There's not a lot of them I don't like. No, yeah. I like a lot of them, yeah. So, and uh, I will say the uh, underdog football program had mm-hmm. um, Brett Coleman on yeah. with Hayden Winks. They were in Scottsdale at the Super Bowl recording together at like wow. the underdog 
uh, mansion, mm-hmm. and they had a awesome breakdown of like Brett's draft sleepers. So if you're looking for some good draft content to go along with this show, that's awesome. Prospects to pros and the underdog football show are both excellent. So gentlemen, let's jump into the dynasty startup rankings and. Um, we can just kind of start here. I think it's interesting to see where you all are folding in some of these rookies. Again, this is super flex, tight end premium. I think it's 1.5 point uh, tight end premium. Right, yeah. So, so nothing not gonna, too crazy. Yeah, not going to move the needle too much. But. So I think let's just do it, jump right off the bat here. And again, the idpshow.com, these rankings will be available to paid supporters if you want to check them out. Marvin Harrison Jr. is already you all's consensus wide receiver three behind Justin Jefferson and CeeDee Lamb. Um, That really, I I don't know, that seems, um, I don't want to say crazy, but you guys have uh, definitely anointed Marvin Harrison Jr. right off the jump here. I think Bob's anointed maybe a little more than me. (laughs) 13 for Adam, 7 for Bobbo. So you guys are kind of splitting the difference. But I mean, there. we're both extremely high on him. Mm-hmm. You know, what is he? He's wide receiver four for me. Yeah. So um, the other thing we got, I mentioned Justin Jefferson, C.D. Lamb, Marvin Harrison Jr., and then Amon Ross, St. Brown, and Jamar Chase, top five. Yeah. Uh, Puka Nakua, wide receiver six. We wondered where he would end up, mm-hmm. and it was at wide receiver six. But yeah. So, Marvin Harrison belongs. Yeah. I mean, he's he's. He's already going to be a, a number one immediately. Um, one of the best prospects we've seen probably since Jamar Chase, yeah. I would think. Do and you I, all worry at all if he just lands with a bad nope, quarterback? No. Nope. What if he's on the Patriots? It's all right. That will be and you not got great. Mac Jones throwing to him, or um, but I mean, fill in the blank. Jacoby Brissett. He may get two hundred targets. Absolutely. You know? So absolutely. I just you you look at the guys. Above and below him, right? Amon Ross, St. Brown, that's a great offense. Pretty good quarterback in Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. Jamar Chase, obviously, tethered to a top-five quarterback in Joe Burrow. Uh-huh. So um, I would probably have Harrison just a little bit lower. I think he's probably – I put him ahead of Puka because I do think um, he is going to be force-fed targets. Yeah. And, I mean, he, could he jump to the head of the line as quickly as, like, next year? Yeah, of course. Now, I will say, shout-out – Kyborg, but I, I listened to their Dynasty pod a couple weeks ago, and they had the conversation of the 101 and some people who basically said they would trade the 101 for Puka Nakua. And to me, that seems crazy. And don't get me wrong, I am a Rams fan. I do roster Puka in the XFL, so it was an incredibly fun year. I just don't know that I'm trading Marvin Harrison Jr. for Puka Nakua. No, yeah, no. No way. Not doing that. You know? Um, just, I love I love Puka, but there's that risk that like, what if McVay were to leave? What if Stafford? Exactly. You know, yeah, I mean, you're on the, hurt. You're on the back end of the of the uh, of the career, for and you Stafford. have another really good wide receiver there. Yeah, opposite mm-hmm. you in Cooper Cup. So. Who of these Jefferson QB issues? CD Lamb tied to Dak there for a couple years. Marvin Harrison could have quarterback issues. Amon Ross St. Brown. You know, golf probably going to be there for a little while. Jamar Chase doesn't have quarterback issues. Puka will have qu- – I mean – If you're so, looking at stability, it's yeah, Jamar Chase. Yeah. Because I, Burrow's not going anywhere and Chase is not going anywhere. Yeah. yeah. I think neighbors, if he lands in Arizona with Kyler um, – Yeah. That, you could make the case if Marvin Harrison goes to New England and Malik Neighbors lands in Arizona – you could make the case for flip-flopping those two guys. We're both already super high on both of both of uh, Marvin Harrison and Malik Neighbors, though. He's 
Malik Neighbors, my wide receiver seven. And I mean, what it is is Neighbors is twenty point six years of yep. age. Yep. Uh, Marvin Harrison is twenty one point six. You yep. know, Justin Jefferson, he's twenty four point seven now. C D Lamb's twenty four point nine. Mm-hmm. Jamar Chase is twenty four. So I mean, that's not that big of a deal, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're still young. They still got you know probably six years of being elite. But, but you got three years difference there. Yeah. In age. Yep. So, and that's just the way it goes these days, you know. And four years potentially for Malik Neighbors. Yeah. So that's. But I'm I'm not really concerned about Harrison or Neighbors. Both of them, I think, are, are going to be slam dunks. So, so let's that's rookie receiver talk. Well, just rookie and then wide receiver talk. Let's talk quarterbacks though. Yeah. Uh, top ten here because at ten is a very interesting name. So it goes for you all: Mahomes, Stroud, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson. Anthony Richardson, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, and then Caleb Williams mm-hmm. at QB ten. So, um, what any surprises there, Addy, for the top ten of quarterbacks? Now that you see the combined rankings, I don't think so. I mean, so the people right behind Caleb Williams are Jordan Love. He has his question marks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he was great, you know, to the last half of the season and into the playoffs. But you know, it's it's still. Uh, we need to see more from him. I, I feel better about Caleb Williams as a prospect. Uh, Jaden Daniels is behind him. Drake May is behind him. Uh, and then, like, Kyler Murray is behind him. I think it may be a little higher on Kyler mm-hmm. than Bob, but Kyler's in the mix. Um, Dak Prescott, Brock Purdy. So, I mean, it's these quarterbacks that they all have question marks. You know, Dak Prescott's 31 years of age now. Um, Probably about to become the highest-paid quarterback in the, in the NFL. Right. So, but Caleb Williams is going to be the first overall pick. Yep. And, I mean, he's, like Marvin Harrison, been one of the, I'd say, most hyped-up prospects at quarterback we've seen in, in a, a while. Probably since T-Law. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I think you could say he's even more hyped than T-Law. Yeah. I think you could go back to, like, luck. And I think we could easily see a, a C.J. Stroud-type situation for Caleb Williams year one. You know? They're talking about on prospects to pros, should the Bears trade up if Romo Dunze is there exactly. available in the middle of that kind of yeah. first ten picks? And the answer is yes. Yeah, Caleb's going to be walking into a good situation there in Chicago. I mean, D.J. Moore, he balled last year with Justin Fields. Wide receiver five last year. Yeah, we know about Fields and his issues. And then, yeah, I'd imagine they're going to add one of these one of these receivers, even if it's so. not Neighbors or, or Harrison, like – this class is loaded. There's yeah. we talked about it on the last episode. There there is like legit like twenty receivers that we we like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I, I I feel good about about Chicago and that offense. Cole Metz there, you know, that offensive line's pretty offensive good. Offensive line's pretty good. solid. They got a lot of picks going forward. Yep. You know, so they I mean that that's a ton of money. That's a franchise in a good spot. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel good about Caleb Williams. What would they get for Fields? I think they'll get a second round pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where's he going? I think Pittsburgh or Atlanta. That'd be good. A lot of smoke with Pittsburgh right now. Mm. I, I would prefer that over Atlanta. Yeah, I'm ready too. to see Atlanta just – I'm ready to see these assets get like a, a good quarterback yep. that can the, throw the ball. A lot of talk of Jaden Daniels or J.J. McCarthy there. I don't know if that would be better either. Yeah, the scenario that makes Let's sense to me May. is um, if they don't trade up – well – if they don't trade up into Drake May range, which I think is number two overall. Okay. Let's say they take oh, the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the whoever's left over after those guys go one and two, which I think seems the most likely scenario, um, is Jaden Daniels either to like New York, the Giants, or Atlanta. And then the Vikings bring back Kirk Cousins on a one year deal and then have JJ McCarthy as the succession plan. Wow. So 
I don't hate that. Nah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I hope, I hope Kirk does come back. Yeah. Honestly, that would be, I think the best, best case scenario for the bikes. Yeah. It's just a one year deal, fully guaranteed 40 million or whatever. And Let's get JJ paid. Let's get yeah. Kirk paid. Go ahead and draft your quarterback just, of the future. Just for our Addison and uh-huh. Jefferson. Please. <laughs> please. For the yes. love of all things, JJ. Please give me my Kirk back. So we mentioned uh, Malik Neighbors. He is sitting at wide receiver seven right now behind Puka. And then uh, you have, let's see here, AJ Brown, wide receiver nine. Wide receiver eight is Garrett Wilson, New York Jets. And then Romo Dunze is wide receiver 10. So do you all anticipate once the draft has happened, how much will landing spot kind of fluctuate these rankings, move these guys for you all? These top three receivers, as far as rookies go, I don't think it's going to change them up too much. I feel yeah. pretty good about their talent. I feel like they're the type of talents that can transcend situations. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with like when uh, – think about when like when A.J. Brown was drafted to Tennessee. Everyone was like, oh, this is an awful spot. Yeah. AJ Brown, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't matter. So I think that that's kind of what we have here with these top three receivers in Harrison, Neighbors, and Odunze. It's interesting, too, to me. I was thinking today, and, and we probably won't even talk about them, but Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson are just completely buried in here yeah. um, because they've been catching balls from guys like Tainer, Taylor Heineke and um, Carson Wentz. And then the Jacoby Brissett, Sack Howell. There you go, Sam Howell. That's who I was thinking of. But I mean, like, real quickly, all of a sudden, Drake May gets drafted to that's, the Commanders. That's you a look great up, point, and yeah. all of a sudden, it's like, dang, is Jahan Dotson now like a top fifteen wide receiver? So I you like get a Jahan. quarterback upgrade, the weapons go way up. Jahan Dotson was great well. his yeah. first year. Yeah, he was really good. But I'm not uh, to answer your question, Josh. I'm not concerned at all about Marvin Harrison Jr. I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is. One of the most insane talents we've seen come into the NFL from a wide receiving perspective in a long time. Um, that guy just looks like an uber athlete. Um, I'm not saying – I think he is top five already. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so would, so let's just do this for you, Josh. So you're basically saying you want a Monra more than Marvin? No, I would actually have Marvin. I would have probably Jamar at three. Okay. And then Marv at four and then St. Brown at five. Okay. So That's close. mine, I think. Yeah, I got so, you. Um, I get to chase love, and I think you could really make a case for C.D. Lamb at one. Yeah, based on the fact that we have quarterback stability, yeah, consistency, um, where we have a giant question mark with J.J. is due a new contract, mm-hmm. um, and Kirk, Kirk is in the wind right now. So, uh, what does the quarterback future look like there? And in Cincinnati, they're keeping Jamar. They are probably not keeping Higgins. No, I think Higgins is probably gone. Yep, uh, it could be. They're tagging him though, right? You think? Yeah, tagging Higgins. that would make sense if they tagged Higgins. So running back one more year with that. Well, they kind of said that Joe Mixon was probably going to be released. Joe Mixon probably gets released. So I Higgins think, will be tagged. I yeah. think Boyd gets released. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I guess it would. Boyd make has sense a huge tag. Tag him. Um, he needs to be cut. At I don't this think point. there's anyone else that would be tag eligible for them. So yeah, I guess they they could. You know, it's just one of those things, though, where it's like Hubbard you, and Hendrickson have been paid. They're both mm-hmm. under contract. They're both under contract. It's one of those things where you got to be careful with in. Like a, a, a the Awuze cornerback, I think you could attack mm. him. Maybe Jadobi Awuze, but yeah, and unfortunately, players lose leverage mm-hmm. with the franchise tag because you can make a stink about holding out and not playing, but then your contract doesn't toll, yeah, and you're back in the exact same spot next off season. So mm-hmm. these guys, when it comes to the franchise tag, they can huff and puff all they want, mm-hmm. and I think 
Cincinnati would be smart to get a deal done with T. Higgins. But, yeah, yeah, if he gets tagged, he'll be playing there. But it could be that third wide receiver chair open with Tyler Boyd out the door. You know, um, this is something in in, uh, in Dynasty, you know, I'm not going to sit here and act like I've always known everything about, you know, positional designation and, and, and who to value and everything in here. But Adam has basically always played his leagues upon the uh, uh, premise that we ne- we don't care about no running backs. You know, and, and there is some truth to that in Dynasty. I love my wide receivers, and I, a lot of times on my team, I'm going to go as zero RB as possible. There are a few that really perk my interest. Um, our top five combined right now, we have both of us, I think, have Jameer Gibbs as RB1, or do you have Bijan at one, Adam? I have Bijan at one. Okay, so we're a little bit different there. Um, but both, I mean, if one of them's 1A, the other one's 1B, in my opinion. Um, and then Brees Hall, Christian McCaffrey, and JT. It seems like that's kind of the top five of running backs that you really need to yeah, to care about. Solid. What about CMC? Are we concerned at all about CMC? He's twenty seven point seven years old. How many more years do we get of like consistent San Fran fun CMC? I feel like he's a different animal than yeah. all these other guys. You know, yeah, he's someone that can can still be special. I think until like thirty. Yeah. And also, he's got a skill set where I don't know. I mean. what would you be surprised if he like uh, turned into like a slot receiver or something at the end of his yeah. career, like an Edelman type? I mean, yeah. he could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just feel like he he. I wouldn't be surprised if we look up and like CMC still relevant and good. He's yeah. still a top twelve RB and he's thirty three years old, something yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just feel like we're seeing that with other sports where players are playing longer. It's it's the same thing that's happening in the NFL too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we'll start seeing it with some of these guys that you know. Running back, usually the, the, the narrative is what these guys are done by the time that they turn 27. Well, some of these guys are going to take that personal. I yeah. feel like CMC is a good candidate to, to do that. Before I forget, I watched some Cooper DeGene um, punt and kick returns today. The dude reminds me a lot of Cooper Cup. The way he runs the ball. Yeah. Um, so just because his name is Cooper? I mean, that maybe has something to do with it also. <laughs> but the way that he kind of leans forward in his running style, I was going to forget that if I didn't bring that up now. So to all the people wanting a deep CMC dive, I had to kind of veer off for a minute. Josh, I want to ask you a question. So I yes. think I actually have JT as my RB3. Okay. Where are you at on those five right there, the big five RBs? Yeah, I mean, I like JT. The thing that he is hurt by moving forward, like I mentioned on the last episode, is just goal line touchdown opportunities. Sure. I think Richardson is going to be a goal line vulture for the Colts. And so he's the asset I want from Indianapolis. If I can get one of his receiving options, mm-hmm. um, whether it's Pittman or Downs, or if we draft like a Brock Bowers, yeah. I would rather pair Richardson and one of his pass catchers than go with JT. JT's a great running back. I think he's going to be really capped on the uh, rushing touchdown upside. I got you. I see that. So that's what dings him a little bit for me. But he's I think he's also twenty five now. Yeah. yeah, he's getting up there. Quietly. He's paid two so that, years that, behind that helps. CMC. You got a good offensive line, really good offensive play caller. Mm-hmm. You're paid. Um, you know, you're on. You're getting up there in years, but you're still smack in the middle of your prime. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just the one knock. I, I think. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they give Richardson less goal line work because of the shoulder injury and the concussion he suffered his rookie year, and they put more of that on JT. But you've got a weapon like Richardson near the goal line. I think he's just going to continue to feast down there. Mm -hmm. So let's keep it rolling, though, boys, and talk about tight end one is Sam Laporta 
from the Detroit Lions. Uh, he clocks in here at about 32 overall. Um, and then the next tight end is Dalton Kincaid, Buffalo Bills. And then you all have the rookie, Brock Bowers, at tight end three. Uh, Addy, how do you feel about uh, that top three right there? I feel pretty good about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Dalton Kincaid, I'm, I think Bobby may be a little higher than me on him. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was impressed with Kincaid that second half of the season. Um, and I imagine he's just going to be more vol- involved year two. Especially, I mean, he's – he might be their best playmaker so, now. After I mean, Diggs is is thirty. Yeah, um, he Davis was awful down agent. the stretch. Yeah, Gabe Davis Gabe is gone. Davis is probably going to get paid. They don't somewhere have a else. ton of talent. It's you know, um, Khalil Shakir. Yep, Dawson Knox. I don't know what his. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be Kincaid and probably be, Shakir, and then Diggs will probably be there. So but, yeah, now that we've kind of talked about that, maybe I maybe I should be a little higher on Kincaid because there's this a, is why I did this. There's a good chance that he he yeah just. Gets tons of targets and does really well with them. I mean, he's got a you know one of the best quarterbacks in the league throwing the ball. That's always uh, you know you want guys that are attached to those types. So I'll give you the other side of it because I know Adam had Trey McBride as his tight end too, and I get that. I see the talent there with McBride. I just think that maybe he was the other side of Kincaid to where he was force fed so many balls because there wasn't a ton of talent there in Arizona last year. Hollywood Brown was hurt a majority of last season. And they just didn't have anybody, you know, to really make a play. So they fed the ball to McBride. What do you have, 10, 12 targets a game? Because he's um, good. He is pretty good. I will give you that. So maybe I am a little bit behind on McBride. I just think that now, all of a sudden, if you insert Marvin Harrison Jr. or a Malik Neighbors into that situation, the targets for um, McBride are going to come down a little bit just because they have to. But McBride is – McBride is that offense overall but could go up. The red zone targets sure. may come up there. Sure, it does. But also, I mean, he didn't have Kyler that first half. Yeah, and he played really well. I agree. So I, I agree. mean, I, I I like that offense where it's at. Assuming they get one of these big receivers to pair with McBride. Yeah, Hollywood Brown's gone. Yeah, uh, we like the um, Michael Wilson. Yeah, we sure do. I think he's pretty solid. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that team could be sneaky good. Running back's a weird situation. They have James Conner still there, I guess, under contract. Um, Michael Carter. So, they have tons of work to do. Defense is absolutely butt cheeks. maybe the worst defense. It's very bad. It's very, very bad. I mean, who are your building blocks? Buddha's probably gone. Uh, B.J. Ojolari. Yeah. Uh, Zayvon Collins. Yeah. I mean, it's rough. How many years till Zayvon's Really rough. Yeah. We should mention – he I was may cut him loose this offseason. <laughs> I was assuming the linebacker they brought in um, from Kaiser White. Kaiser White was only a one year deal. He's there next year as well. Yeah, he's under contract. So, um, so he yeah, should be good. So that's yeah. it. That's your defensive stalwart. Your centerpiece is Kaiser White. Good luck. Yeah, Arizona. I mean, honestly, they. I don't know. I guess you do. You you got to go one of those receivers. I think if he's if he's there, but they they absolutely could uh, should be thinking about. One of those defensive ends, maybe potentially two. I've yeah. said all along, maybe move him back, and you know, mm-hmm. could this is this would be the bombshell. But I mean, should they move up? Can they move Kyler and mm-hmm. move up for quarterback? I think Kyler's good. I think he's good, but these top two guys, he do ACL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he looked fine at the end of the season, but it's like, I don't know. I think if you've got a chance. And I'm sure they're happy. This is not going to happen, but it's just like I'm trying to think of like these berserker yeah. scenarios. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you could see the Pats take a quarterback at three. 
I think uh, Denver could move up. Minnesota could move up. Atlanta could move up. Arizona is just kind of sitting there, and everyone is like penciling in like a lineman or a wide receiver to them. Mm. And I'm just like, ah, I don't know. If why that's not? What they need because they traded back, right? They've got. Yeah. I think they have seven picks in the top 100 or 150. So they've got the ammo to go up if they want to. You know, what if, I mean, Chicago's sitting there. They're probably listening to offers for the number one pick. Yeah. I mean, why not Arizona? That'd yeah. be kind of fun. Because mm. then you could go trade Adam Kyler. Don't like Adam don't like it. I don't like it. He's a Kyler boy. That would be uh, be kind of wild. They're just throwing out some different scenarios, you know. You I'm, never I'm, know. I'm not sure that someone's not going to trade up for, like, Marvin Harrison. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I think every, every year, every year, that's how all these mocks go. Uh, the first uh, first three picks are quarterbacks. Yeah. yeah. Usually not that yeah. way. Yeah. No, I think Marv will go before that third quarterback. You think he'll go three or – yeah. Yeah, I, guess I think three so. Overall. I think whoever is there at three, whether it's New England or a team that trades into three – They're going with Marv. I think they're going with Marv. And also – I really do. Two of the – the quarterbacks that you move up for, how many of them are we talking about right now besides Stroud? You know, Trevor Lawrence was the first overall pick, but all these other ones that you've moved up to try to get. Oh, gosh. You know? This is the thing. It's, it's very hard to evaluate these quarterbacks. Look Absolutely. at that class from, that. what, a couple years ago, two or three years ago, yeah. with Zach Wilson, yeah. bust. Trey Lance, bust. They gave up that year's first, the next year's first, the following year's first, yeah. and I believe – a third as well. Yeah. And now they shipped him off for a third-round pick or fourth-round pick to Dallas. Are you sold um, on Caleb Williams? Yeah. I think he's going to be really good. There's no way you just keep fields and just let somebody come get the 101. Nah. No. Okay. If you're there, okay. if you're there, <laughs> unless someone comes and offers you a San Francisco type of haul where it's like, yeah, yeah you got – especially here's what I would want. If you're Chicago and you've got – let's say you're the Bears and you've got – Equivalent grades are pretty close grades on Drake May and Caleb Williams. Mm-hmm. You're really hoping that Washington wants to come up to one. Yeah. And maybe they'll give you like next year's first mm-hmm. to move up to 101 and take Caleb Williams. Mm-hmm. Reunite him with Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, they finally have their quarterback, you know, the the shiniest toy in the toy box yeah. there for the Washington Commanders. Um, that's what I think Chicago's hoping for. It's like if you are sold on Drake May as being an equal prospect – Move back one spot, get some draft capital, and take Drake May. I think Drake May is really good. I think his accuracy is pretty special. Nate, I don't know that he's going to be elite. Nate Tice is QB one. Yeah, I think so, he's an accurate thrower of the ball. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it will be Caleb at one. I, oh yeah, yeah. I don't I'm think not saying to take him over Caleb. I don't think it's sold. I think it's like minus sixteen hundred that Caleb Williams is the first yeah. overall pick. I mean, but who? To who? Yeah. We That's get, the question. We could easily see Drake may be way better than Caleb Williams. Yeah. You know, Caleb Williams paints his nails and wears dresses. <laughs> I know that was uh, there was a great video making the rounds on Twitter about that this week. I mean, how many times would you think the uh, the Carolina Panthers would go back and just be like, you know what? Oh, I know. We're probably taking Stroud. Yeah, they're sick. They are absolutely sick because you may have the third best quarterback. Um, depending on how A-Rich shakes out. You can tell it's a really bored time on Twitter when people are trying to hype up Bryce Young right now. It's just like, I just don't know what I can ever get there. Yeah. Looks rough for the guy. Well, let's move into something that you all, uh, as regular listeners of this show, are more familiar with, which is IDP, and talk about the Ah, first edge rusher. The first IDP clocks in at, I believe, number 53. Dallas Turner. Overall. (laughs) Cooper DeGene. Get real spicy. Really piss off YouTube. Uh, It is Nick Bosa, the IDP one for you all by consensus. 
Uh, Addie, you had him at 55. Bobo, you had him at 52. Overall, uh, Aiden Hutchinson is next. There's actually wow, a run spicy. of three guys right here in a row. Uh, 58 for you, Addie. 53 for Bobo. And then Micah Parsons was IDP3. Uh, had the same kind of average for both of you all. 56 for Addie. 55 for Bobo. So top three IDPs. This is what we talk about. It's interesting to me. Now, I think Superflex tight end premium pushes up some of those quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. Do you think in like a one QB standard tight end scoring league that maybe the IDPs push up into like the thirties or forties? Absolutely. Definitely. Yep. That doesn't mean I'm going to be taking them, but I think like if we're, if you're talking about assets and and how you value them, they belong in the mix, you know, and and there is like a a certain group that, that uh, if you are going to pay up, it's, it's going to be these guys. It's, it's these elite edge rushers that are still going to be elite for another decade. And that's what Nick Bosa, Aiden Hutchinson, Micah Parsons, Will Anderson, Max Crosby, all those types are. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. And I think the, the way you kind of tell me if this is the way you read this chart because are these rankings is, I don't think it's necessarily like a straight go down the list and you would trade the player below for the player above type of thing. Right. But just as a thought exercise, let's take um, let's take uh, Kyle Pitts. That's one that you guys kind of disagree on here. Mm-hmm. Addy, you're a little higher on him than Bobo, but he is you all's tight end five by consensus uh, behind um, the guys we mentioned. Um, Laporta. Laporta, Kincaid, Brock Bowers, mm-hmm. and Trey McBride. So would you trade Kyle Pitts straight up for Max Crosby, Will Anderson, Micah Parsons, Aiden Hutchinson, Nick Bosa, any of those top five edges? That is – I'm not. I think I probably would. I think I probably you, you would. You want Pitts or you want the ends? I want the edge rushers. Yeah, I agree with you. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think I would tra- – if I had Pitts – and I wanted one of these edge rushers, and the manager holding one of the edge rushers was like, "Give me Kyle Pitts straight up." I think I'd probably do it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it's right there on the line. Yeah, you know, I, I it's going to depend on a lot of different things, right? I mean, if, if QB incoming for Atlanta, right? Uh, if if I'm rebuilding, you know, I may prefer to have an asset like Kyle Pitts. Mm-hmm. But what about if it's a Will uh, Anderson? And, al- and also, I mean. Also, I feel like Kyle Pitts, his value is kind of low right now. I feel like we could see him yeah. continue to rise. Yeah. Whereas these IDPs, like they can only get so valuable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's just that's just the nature of of, of IDP. Yeah. Um, I feel like the max an IDP can be worth is like two first round picks. Mm-hmm. You know, if Kyle Pitts gets a QB upgrade and goes out here and balls. I mean, he's gonna be right back in the tight end one conversation. You know? Yeah, that's true. So. It's a gamble. It depends on how your team is set up. Uh, also, it's like you know, your something we didn't talk about that's yeah. really important is like your scoring and and the uh, lineup settings. Like if if you're only starting like two defensive ends, yeah, I'm I'm absolutely punning mm-hmm. IDP yeah. in, in the position. Yep. Um, yeah. This this um, these kind of trade questions and questions of IDP value make a lot of assumptions. Is your scoring yeah. to where you know? the IDPs are scoring just as much as your offensive right. players are, are your lineup settings to where you're starting an equivalent number of IDPs and right. offensive players. And we usually assume that you, you know what you're doing out there. You're, we you're hope not, so. Yeah. Um, so I think like if you're in a league where like on sleeper where you start four defensive linemen, I think that's when these guys enter in, you know, to the conversation that you should start thinking about, 
you know, maybe maybe grabbing one of these elite edge rushers in the sixth or seventh round. Yeah. Get in, get one, get out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like in our RSO leagues. Uh, we start two defensive ends. Mm-hmm. Well, you can find plenty of talent out there on the waiver wire. Week That's to true. Week. So it's like a league I play. I have two IDPs. I talked to him into getting rid of kickers a couple years ago. Two IDPs. Those those will be the last two picks of my draft um, every single year. Um, More kickers. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, are we gonna get a little heat for Aiden over Micah? I don't think so. I think I went Aiden and Will over Micah. You Those just, guys are all so close, man. I think you can, yeah. You, you order I, them how you want. I don't know, man. I feel like Micah has been this uh, He's been this kind of pinnacle that people have been looking at, and you don't touch it and you don't move it. He just you, – you keep him in place right up there at the top for the last couple of years. And your little conversation a couple of weeks ago of like, you know – you got in the dynasty ranks and kind of that there was a new number one. It got me to thinking. I was like, you know, um, Aiden sure finished the season like an animal. And if that's Aiden on the come up, um, maybe we've got a little junior Nick Bosa on our hands here. Which should make you really excited for Will Anderson. Yeah. These uh, edge rushers in this year's class, if they get top 15 draft draft capital. Yeah. Because the last, the last couple highly ranked guys that we've seen – have just mm-hmm. skyrocketed up the dynasty rankings. Yeah, Kayvon right there. Um, you know, Jalen Phillips, where was he taken in the NFL draft? Pretty high. He would have been right in this mix, too. Oh, if absolutely. Yeah. It's a shame. But, yeah, I mean, all the – the edge rushers, is, is, it's in a really good spot right now. I mean, we, we have some really talented players, really young players, guys that are really starting that's in it. their prime. Oh, that's the other thing, too. Like, you're going to get in these ranks and you're going to look, and me and Adam have a pretty clear um, – a pretty clear little tale as to who we like, not only offensively but also defensively. Nick Bosa, 26. Aiden Hutchinson, 23. Michael Parsons, 24. Will Anderson, 22. Max Crosby, 26. You know what name you didn't hear? You didn't hear Miles Garrett because he's 28.2. Josh Allen, almost 28. T.J. Watt, 29.4. Um, and then right behind him, Kayvon Thibodeau, who's only 23 but doesn't quite deserve to be in that Aiden Hutchinson, Will Anderson conversation and, and, yet. And Josh Allen, maybe maybe people don't like that, but yeah. do you not feel like we just saw his best year? Yes. This is the the edge rusher, Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. This is confusing sure. in this episode. Actually. It is, yes. There are <laughs> this actually is where I two tried Josh to put Allens. The Buffalo Josh Allen. But yeah, I mean, we feel like that's his best season that we're ever going to see. It was a contract year for him. Yeah. And then, yeah, he is he's older than those other guys, whereas every, every other, of the, uh, every one of those five that we mentioned, they can all go to another level, I think. Yep. So. I think it's a pretty clear top five. I think so. Right? With yeah. uh, Bosa, Hutchinson, Parsons, Anderson, Crosby. And notice, folks, you're not going to hear a lot of linebackers. Yeah. I haven't even looked to see if y'all have any safeties on here yet. There's one, one safety. One safety. One. Okay. Yeah. Probably Kyle Hamilton. Come on, bro. I think it's Winfield. Thank oh, you. Winfield. Okay. So, but, yeah, a few linebackers. We'll talk about the first one here at 81 so mad overall. <laughs> didn't rank Kham. I'm upset. Um, no, Winfield deserves. To I don't know. Win, Winfield barely made this list. I think. Yeah, sure. yeah this, but we're not taking I the list that we are looking high. at goes out through. I believe like one, almost one sixty. We will not take Winfield in the startup. I assure you. So the linebackers on here. Um, actually, let's talk about this. Yeah, so, Winfield clocks in at one ten. Let's talk about Dallas Turner. We have as the edge ten right now. Um, Adam has ninety three overall. I have ninety four overall. Right around the likes of. Javante Williams and Cooper Cup. Um, Josh, is that too low? Is it too high? You seem to be really, 
really hype on Turner and on Verse. Yeah, I just think um, the edge rushers are such a good store of value because we're seeing more and more these guys taken in the first round with top 15 draft capital return within the first two years, if not right away. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've seen the blueprint now with Nick Bosa, Miles Garrett, Micah Parsons, Aiden Hutchinson, Will Anderson. I mean, this is becoming a premium position right up there with cornerback in terms of what NFL talent evaluators look to draft highly. Uh, we've got two guys that seem to be kind of head and shoulders above the rest of the group. And, yeah, if they get top 15 draft capital and land in premium situations, uh, for me, I mean, they immediately jump into the, you know, top – hundred of this list. I mean, they're top 100 dynasty assets, even in those super flex tight end premium leagues mm -hmm. where IDPs get pushed down just a little bit. So yeah, I agree. Um, looks like, yeah. Where did you guys have them clocking in 93 for Dallas Turner? And, uh, where was verse? He was down at one Oh seven. Yeah. So I think you look at the guys around him, Lad McConkey, Isaiah Pacheco, and then Marquise Brown and Isaiah likely around Jared verse. Feels, um, feels yeah, fine. That feels about right. And, you know, if, if he, if they land in a good situation, um, yeah, I think you could see those guys be risers, but let's talk about linebacker. This is a position everyone loves. And we have the first linebacker clocking in here at 81 overall. And it is Roquan Smith, almost 27 years old. He is sandwiched between Jaden Reed and Tua Tagovailoa. And then the next linebacker we have Foye Aluakunt down at 88. Fred Warner is next at 90. And then you all have uh, the next one clocking in, Ernest Jones, Bobo. That mm -hmm. had to warm your heart there at 99 overall. So, top four linebackers. Um, any any real surprises for you all? Foyer, Adam does that feel like maybe a potential? I think I might have Fred at two. Um, I think you probably have Jack Campbell at four. I had Jack Campbell. I moved him down a little bit. Okay. He's at seven now for me. Okay. Um, but yeah, I feel like that's a, that's a that's a pretty good top five. I mean, especially Roquan, Foyer, Fred. I think Ernest might be the one that kind of surprises people a little yeah, bit. Sure. But he's uh, 24.3 years old. Yeah. He's a young man. Well, and you said something a couple weeks ago, Josh, that made me think a little bit. I was like, you know, we just saw 100% snap share. I'm sure it's not 100, but pretty dang close for Ernest. Um, are we going to see him take another step? And you were pretty adamant in that, like, I think Ernest can be even I don't think he's better. hit his ceiling yet. I mm -hmm. really don't. That's interesting. He's not even 25 years old yet. You look at the rest of these guys here. Mm -hmm. Fred Warner, 27.3, and we think he's going to age well. But Foyer's 28.6 and has continued to ascend mm -hmm. in IDP the last three seasons. And then Roquan Smith yeah. continues to get it done. Mm -hmm. And and I'm sure some people are like, well, you that's not how you guys do it with receivers. Mm -hmm. You know, you have all these young receivers above, you know, guys like Cup and Diggs and whatever. But with with linebackers, you know, we kind of need to see consistency because we've been burned so many times by these these guys that pop for a little bit and then just burn out. Devin White, Blake Martinez, uh, Jalen Smith. We see it all the time. And, I mean, that could very easily be Ernest Jones, yeah. Nick Bolton. Like, we cross our fingers, hope that's not the case, but you never, you never, you never know. know. We both see it as the wide receivers are the edges and the running backs are the linebackers. Yes, yes exactly. It's, linebackers are not a good store of value. Edge rushers great, that's, are. That's exactly how it is. Yep. So, um, this is – 
not to hate on linebackers because we know y'all love linebackers. Mm -hmm. Our our most downloaded, most read articles uh, is always linebacker related. But it's dumb to overdraft because we talk every year about how you can find these Mm -hmm. landmans on the waiver wire, these Kaliki Hudsons on the, you know, I mean, it's, and these are in dynasty leagues. These are in deep dynasty leagues. These are leagues that, I had so many, so much Kaliki Hudson in, in leagues that were 53-man rosters, you yeah. know. And, I mean, that's 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 how it is every single year. XFL, I just traded Zaire and Roquan in the last week or two. Um, I think Zaire's maybe a nice little good cash out right now. And um, I got I'd rather, what, I'd rather have EJ Speed at cost yeah, than I, Zaire at cost right We now. talked about that based on the last um, the best, best ball draft yeah. that we had done. That, you know, Zaire was like a second-round draft pick, and, and you could get EJ Speed in like the 11th. Um, that's just cost acquisition is what that is. I mean, um, but then Roquan, I don't know. I could see a world where maybe Roquan jumps back into um, elite LB1 uh, category, especially with the transition there going from Pat Queen, presumably that they don't keep him, and then inserting Trenton Simpson into that role. Maybe Roquan sees a bump in his points per game, but it was a little bit of a bummer of a year um, for Roquan. And I just, even if somebody came to me today, I mean, y'all know my love for Ernest Jones and for Nick Bolton, but if somebody came to me today, with something stupid for one of these linebackers, it's still a linebacker. Yeah. You know, um, I'm not moving off of a of a Nick Bosa or a Aiden Hutchinson, but I'm always in consideration of if you want to come get a top five linebacker, yep. and I feel like it's good value. Man, it's been fun, Roquan. We should yeah fill out the let's go top ten linebackers here just to give the folks the full picture. Nick Bolton is at five, and then uh, you have Bobby Okereke at six. And then it looks like uh, the next linebacker here is Jack Campbell at linebacker seven. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, Addy, you were at 123 overall for Jack. Bobby, you were a little lower at 145. Uh-huh. Um, so that is linebacker seven. And then um, y'all know where linebacker eight is? I don't think we have. Yeah. Okay, so that's it. That's Those it. are the linebackers that made the list. Exactly. So, I mean, what we're telling you is don't overvalue these IDPs. Yep. Seven linebackers inside the top, like, 160. There's only so many guys that we really feel like are even – these guys are kind of worth holding. Yeah. You know, these are the values in IDP. Guys that are going to retain their value. <clears throat> yep. You know what I mean? They're not yep. they're not risky. You, they're going to they're going to be valuable for another 5 years, be mm-hmm. elite for another 5 years. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of those types in IDP. Let's talk about interior defensive line. The number 1 IDL, Quentin Williams clocks in at 126 overall. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you all think about is it just because um there are a lot of players available at that position. It's not super valuable. It's replaceable. Why are they being suppressed a little bit in these rankings? It's the depth of position for me. I mean, I don't know what Adam would think, but, I mean, Quinnen had a down year by points per game, but had a tremendous year as if you're looking at pressures. I think he led the NFL in IDL pressures last year. I think that was actually Dexter Lawrence. I think you're wrong. I think it was Quentin Williams. Okay. I think Desher Lawrence was, like, top three. Okay. Um, but, I mean, literally, we've talked this year about how many IDLs that are on the come-up. I mean, the come-up is my word for the dine. I think I've already used it once as well. Love um, when we talk come. Col- or come up. Kalaja Kansi, um, Jeffrey Simmons, um, Aaron Donald is still hanging around. You do have Dexter Lawrence. We've DeForest got DeForest Buckner's in the mix. Justin Matabique. I mean, literally, we could talk about 15 IDLs that could be top three IDLs at the end of 2024. So that's what it was for me. Okay. Of like, 
This is what it was. Dexter Lawrence was the highest graded interior defensive lineman. Uh, okay. okay. In 2023. See, so you were wrong. The, that, it's funny. The past like <laughs> decade before like the past eight years before that, from 2021 to 2014, all Aaron Donald. Absolutely. So should have still been. Yeah. So what is IDLs, you, why is why are they suppressed in your eyes, Addy? It's just the market's not very hot for them, right? There's not gonna be a lot of people overdrafting the defensive tackle. I mean, it's just not the way it works. Um and people know, I mean, it, it, it's a position that's very up and down year to year. I mean, mm-hmm. we just saw it with Quinton Williams. I yeah. mean, he's he's the first. He's our number one IDL, but he definitely didn't have uh, the year this year that he had the, the one before. Um, that was a terrible sentence. but <laughs> No, I, I'm, I'm definitely I'm was right worse than he had been better. <laughs> well, it's like Chris Jones. I see Pete Schrager calling Chris Jones like a Hall of Famer if he were yeah. to retire today, and I'm like, Really? And I guess maybe we're just yeah. seeing it through fantasy-colored glasses where he is probably the most boom-bust well, yeah, player he's in got, IDP. But he's got three rings, and he's and been he, an anchor of that defense. He plays better in yes. big moments, and also, I think that matters. Aaron Donald had a bad year, if yep. you really look at it. But, I mean... But, but also, you don't really have to invest that much for these guys. Like, think sure. about all the rookie drafts that we've had over the years. Like, literally all these guys. Quinn Williams was a third-round pick. Jalen yeah. Carter, Carter was a third-round pick. Yeah, Jeffrey me. Simmons was, what, a fourth? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, all these guys, you can get them for pretty cheap. Kalaji Kansi last season. Yeah. Uh, just These guys are cheap. Matt Abikwe was, like, the... Probably the waiver wire pickup of the year. Absolutely, uh, Johnny Newton this year. He's yeah. going to be a, probably a, a solid. I love Johnny. that you're already on to Johnny. Let's go, yeah, Jerzon. No yeah. more. Yeah, Johnny Newton. This is like when um, that's Joe, a fun name. That's a cool name, Johnny Newton. Who was Never the said um, it out loud? Yeah. Wow. Odafe Owe. He was. Sense. He was Jason Owe. Yeah. Remember, it was yeah. Jason Owe. Then became Odafe Owe. Remember yeah. uh, Shaquille Leonard. Yeah, he was yeah. Darius. <laughs> then he went to Shaq, and it all just fell apart. So, um, mistake of his life. I wanted to end here on a couple of sort of players that you all are split on. So just to throw it back to offense here before we wrap oh, up. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm curious, who would you all rather have of this two-pack of wide receivers? Would you rather have Quentin Johnston, Los Angeles Chargers, or Amari Cooper, Amari Cooper, of the Cleveland Browns. Uh, let's see. It looks like, Bobo, you are much higher. No, mm. Addy, you are higher on Quentin Johnston. Addy, you're lower. You guys are 48 spots apart mm. in wow. your consensus ranks. And then you're 35 sp- uh, spots apart on Amari Cooper. Addy, you are at 140. Bobo, you are at 105. Mm. So just felt like kind of a fun little debate here to wrap us up. Quentin Johnston versus Amari Cooper. I still like Quentin Johnson. I mean, he still is in a good situation. He still has Justin Herbert throwing the ball. Uh, I do like Amari Cooper for the next two years. I mean, he's – but he is 29.7 years of age. Yeah. Uh, whereas, you know, Quentin Johnson's 22 and a half. I get that year one wasn't ideal. I get that we all had concerns when he was coming out, but – It does sound like they're cutting Mike Williams. Yeah. Keenan Allen is 31, 32, mm-hmm. you know. So I mean, there's there's gonna be opportunity for him. He's gonna get targets. So they're gonna they're gonna let him, uh, you know, do the damn thing. I think here too. But um, yeah, it's it's really just the age for me and the upside with Quentin Johnson. I think we've seen the best of Amari Cooper, even though he did what he had a fifty point yeah week and a uh, pretty important. I think it was like week fifteen. Yeah, maybe. playoffs. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's it's just the age really with me. It's kind of same as like Cooper Cup, you know. Cooper Cup is, I think, identical age to Amari Cooper. Oddly enough, I think they're both thirty, um, and I still like Cooper Cup for probably like two to three years. 
I guess what it is for me with Quentin Johnston, I did the whole mental process of like, what if you put QJ into this year's rookie class? Where, who are you drafting him in front of? Are you going to take him in front of Troy Franklin or Keon Coleman? Are you going to take him in front of like Xavier Worthy, um, Adonai Mitchell? I don't know. He'd probably I, be in that range. I didn't like QJ coming out. I didn't think he had great separation. I thought he was. I didn't think he was a hands catcher. Uh, maybe. How, how is Harbaugh going to like this guy? I mean, that's that's a gets you know you got a great quarterback, but what does it look like? Is a pretty disastrous year one. They're going to trade think, Herbert and draft JJ McCarthy. <laughs> let's not get crazy. I did trade <laughs> for I did trade for oh, yeah. Amari Cooper in XFFL. Um, it was a 301, 401 Marvin Mims for Amari Cooper and a 2026 third round pick. So got a third back. Yeah. Uh, he's like 14, 15 million. So the pro- it's I a- am supremely talent poor and need to pay guys. I think I have 150 million in cap in that yeah. league. So yeah. yeah. Gotta pay somebody. Yeah. And I like I like Cooper for the next two years. That's when his contract expires. Yeah. So I I you know, I'm not holding too tightly to Cooper, but you know, I think that offense could maybe be better depending on how you feel about Deshaun Watson. Both of those guys are in that range. It's kind of like IDP where it's like, I don't really care. If you want to trade some of those guys, like that's yeah. fine. Like they're not in the immovable wide receiver category for me. It's it's where are you at, you know, on your team? Are yeah. you rebuilding? You're probably going to go with Johnston. Yeah. If you're contending, you're going to go with Cooper. I mean, you could sit here and you can analyze this whole thing. We could be too high on Ty- Tyreek Hill. You know, we have him as a wide receiver 23, but he is 30 years old. You know, what if he only plays two more years? That's what he said he was going to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, what if that's true? Then all of a sudden now you probably want, like, DJ Moore and, you know, George Pickens higher than him. So, I mean, you can nitpick these things to death. It it does have to do a lot with your roster composition. And it has to do with your league economy, too. I mean, that's so important. Yeah. Um, this is just sort of a in a vacuum type Mm -hmm. of exercise Mm -hmm. uh, because ultimately – where these guys are valued is mm-hmm. eye of the beholder, not just in if you're making a move to get them, but also in who has them. Yeah. So it's impossible to put something out that's going to be applicable across the board. But I think this exercise is helpful because it really makes you start to examine, especially in an IDP league, where should you be taking IDPs in a startup? Uh, what are these guys worth if you want to make trades? The hardest thing for me for this was that wide receiver two category from Olave, T. Higgins, Devonta Smith, Drake London, Nico Collins, Rasheed Rice, JSN, Jordan Addison. That grouping right there, there's a lot of talent right there. And one or two of those guys is going to enter themselves into that top ten wide receiver category going into 2024. Um, But, I mean, this is a difficult exercise to do. It is really hard to sit down and think about, do I want Rasheed Rice or Dak Prescott? Do I want CMC or Devon A-Chain? I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a tough, it, tough it, task. It reminds me of Greg Rosenthal doing his um, free agent rankings yeah. over on NFL.com, and Dan Hansis on the pod is kind of giving him grief for like, oh, you have this offensive you know, guard over this tight end. And he's like, I don't know, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's yeah. all just kind of a mess once you get past like the top echelon of these players. Yeah, it's it is really tough. It's like a Bobby big said. fat middle. So, um, yes, but you all thank you uh, both for doing these rankings. They are uh, going to be up on the website theidpshow.com. If you've got a startup coming up, this will at least give you some idea of uh, where you should be looking at guys. Yeah, and I I don't think you need to take a ton of IDPs in the first. 11 rounds, really. Yeah. Maybe get one or two mm-hmm. out of those first 11 rounds. 
um, just because it's so important to build your offense outright. And if you're going to dip in and get an IDP, make sure it's one of these elite edge rushers. It reminds me of like when you jumped in and got K Ham in the best ball. I think it was like round eight or so. Like if it's the same situation where Aiden Hutchinson kind of keeps hanging around, Will Anderson is there in the eighth for some yes, reason. Absolutely, get in there and get him. Yep. Don't be shy. And that could happen. That could easily happen. From a points-per-game perspective, those guys will win you weeks. And that's the thing, too, is I always go back to what Sig said, which was be a bean counter, mm-hmm. right? Points are what win you games. Yep. And so if your scoring is calibrated correctly, these IDPs are going to score just as much as these offensive guys. So um, the thing is, we will help you find those replacements on the waivers Whereas it's just really hard. So like Addy said, if you're jumping in, grab one of those elite edge rushers because you're not finding those guys on waivers more than likely. Don't overspend on linebacker. Don't overspend on DB. Yeah. Uh, you can find a lot of usable assets off waivers, even in like modestly deep leagues. And I feel like that's what we do well here. You know, we're not going to sit here and talk about decent defensive scheme and you know where guys lined up all the time and everything. We're going to talk about points per game because we play fantasy football and we win, you know, based off of who had the most points that week. And so I feel like, you know, you look at Adam's ranks and they'll talk about how many points per game did this guy have over the last eight weeks? How many did he have for the first eight weeks of the season? Um, You know, points are what win you weeks, and you want the IDPs like a Chris Jones, like a Aiden Hutchinson that can pop off for 45 a week, and uh, you're like, well, I don't have to worry about anything else because I'm going to get an easy victory this week. Um, And that's what's cool about having IDP folded into your startup is that you don't see offensive players scoring you 60, 70, 80 points, right? I mean, we had Khalil Mack going uh, for 82 points, I think it was, by big three scoring. Some leagues had him over 100 points. I mean, that's just what makes this fun is that uh, these IDPs, while they are not as valuable as offense, do provide that dynamite potential. So in this top 160, we essentially talked about seven linebackers, we talked about 14 edges, one IDL, and one safety. So that's like 25 yeah. or so? Yeah. So I feel like go. that's about right. Yeah, I think so. It's Get your offense figured out first. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I mean, let these other people overdraft these IDPs. Yep. There's gonna, that's what's so great about when you bring IDPs in the mix. If you know what you're doing, mm-hmm. you're going to be able to soak up just a ton of value when people make mistakes. Yep. Yep. There's a lot more players for people to make mistakes on. So, I mean mm-hmm. – uh, You'll figure it out. Like once you figure it out, you can really take advantage of, of leagues like this that have all these weird uh, involved things. Yeah. So thank you all for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, sound off in the YouTube comments. Tell us to stick to IDP. We know that's coming. So just get a head start. Get that comment out of the way. Yep. Uh, if you enjoyed this one, leave us a five star rating and review over on Apple Podcast and five stars on Spotify. Check out the website, theidpshow.com, and follow us on YouTube, youtube.com slash at theidpshow. We have next week uh, Mike Wollert's debut article, his top 40 IDP rankings. We'll also be dropping a corresponding episode we're about to record here in just a few minutes after this one uh, that we will be going through Mike's article, kind of looking at his rankings, looking at some of the notable IDP free agents. So look forward to that. And um, we're coming into a really fun time of year boys the combine is uh coming up here very soon so we're going to have some measurables to talk about rookie fever is going to be picking up better than the regular season absolutely this is my favorite part of the year yep it is fun 
It is very fun. Drink a couple beers, stretch the legs out a little bit, chase some rabbits. I mean, we haven't had a dock for the past three episodes. We love it. We've kind of been flying by the seat of our pants. That's right. They they can tell. Yeah. (laughs) The show's going to hell. Well, thank you all for tuning in. Like I said, be sure to check out the website. Uh, We will have the next episode coming at you all a little earlier. It'll be dropping the beginning of next week, looking at the free agency rankings. So until then, y'all take care, and we'll see you soon. It feels so right, but it's wrong.